Welcome into the official Guru Nation Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm joined with the co-founder himself, Justin Lum, a.k.a. the godfather of Guru Nation. How we doing? Wow. Man, it feels good to hear you say that. It feels good <laughs> to hear that open. It's been too long. It's been too long. Way too long, man. Way too long. But hey, yo, we're back here, and we're excited because this is a GN preview. It's a GN kickoff. The whole entire offseason, the craziest offseason in GN history is now behind us as we now <laughs> enter potentially the craziest NFL season we've ever seen. Who knows? But Crazy. if the offseason was an indication, hopefully we're in for a great season here. And it's just exciting, man. It's just exciting um hopefully you guys get to listen to this as the day of football get you jacked up get you excited football's back football's here man dude just talking about it gets me fired up man. fired up dude at this at this very moment i am working on a photoshop i am working on a photoshop of aaron sanders i'm ready to go i'm pumped up wow the longest still <laughs> What an off season, though. Like, can we just? I don't even know if we can have a timeline because there's just too much on the daily. <laughs> but it's just been like on and on. But that just means that there's so much activity in the league, in all leagues, that that's why it's been a long off season because people have just been like going at each other every day, every week, and we're ready to go. Oh man, we are ready to go. Fired up. And it's just gonna continue. It's gonna continue. All the all the shit talk, all the memes, everything. It's just gonna continue to, to go on. Once we see some of these teams, these rivalries really start to brew as the season progresses, it's just gonna be fun to watch, fun to see. Um, can I just say though that the meme game is just impeccable? <laughs> it's impeccable, right? The, the the evolution of what everyone's doing, it's just impeccable. One hundred percent, man. It's it's amazing. Yeah, we have a, <laughs> we have some, <laughs> the AK memes are, they're coming in strong recently. But uh, we have some other people that are really starting to step up, step up their game. Yeah, nice, nice <laughs> definitely. People people are coming out the woodwork. They're ready to go. But I'm excited. I don't know where do we start, man. Where do you feel like starting right now? We with have to uh, start with OG. We have to. I mean, none other. Than the OG, and that's Alpha. Like, right? We have we have to talk about Alpha. We have to give Alpha some love. Um, they're kind of more behind the scenes, but hey, yo, they're the OG. They they've been going strong for what? This is season nine now. So, season nine in Alpha, man. Um, season nine, exactly. So just it's um been a long time coming, and we you know we had some big news. I mean, my last season as commissioner, so I'm excited. And um, we're going to see what happens. I mean, at the end of the year, but right now it's all about this season. We talked about it last night on GNTV Alpha. You know, George Jung defending the throne. He's going. He's in that matchup of the week versus Spitta. Spitta was a GM of the year last year. First time ever making playoffs. And um, it's going to be interesting, man, because this is going to the legacy. This is going to guys have been playing together for six to nine years or eight years and now here we are season nine 
I'm excited. And we've, we've been coming across some obstacles like roster space because now we've been building these teams and we're starting to see, you know, what, what those challenges are as a dynasty. Yeah, 100%. We're starting to see some of that. And uh, I'm curious, like, yeah, there has been some backlash in terms of adding roster spots. Like, where, where do you stand in terms of um, being progressive and maybe having new ideas? Or where do you think in terms of, like, sticking to the roots? Like, like where do you stand on, like, that side of things? Do you like to, like, stick to the roots a ton? Or do you also like to, you know, change things and um, have new ideas and new things implemented in the league? Look, man, you were there. You were there when I was putting together the proposal back in March, I want to say, in the spring, putting together the taxi squad proposal um, and just trying to increase the roster space. But mainly it was a taxi squad trying to so we could groom players, young rookie players. And it got, it got uh, denied. And it's, it's weird to hear that, right? Because you're like, being the commissioner you feel like you should be able to just say, <clears throat> this is my proposal, this is what we should do, and it, and it goes. But I respect the process. I respect the counsel that I have, Kurt, Gio, George. And so first, before putting it to a league vote, I wanted to I, you know, go through the council, and they say, you know, that would have caused problems with taking too many players uh, basically off the free agent pool by basically keeping too many players on rosters. I get it. I get both sides. But definitely we're going to have to see some changes in 2020 for sure. Yeah, the new commish, like that that, that could be a, a, the big swing in the election there is what is the commission going to do in Alpha in 2020? What rules are they going to implement? Like what is their ideologies in terms of you know, some of these like slight changes in terms of taxi squad or roster spots? Like all this stuff, man, like that could have a big big swing or big change in the way people vote in terms of Alpha commission. Definitely. And right now, we have big news. I don't know if you saw last night. George uh, announced that he would run for Alpha Kamish. Alpha. His name is in the hat. Is he the first official member to put his name in the hat? Mm-hmm. He yeah. is the first. Um, we'll see if anybody else challenges him. It can only be an eligible Alpha member. So, who knows? If nobody wants to do it, he could run um, unopposed. But I, I don't see that happening, you know. I've heard some inside whispers about Rurod, maybe. Um, other guys I could think of, maybe, maybe a Mike. Maybe a Mike Madero's town business. You know, uh, he's, been, he's a former champ. He's been in it for a long time. So we'll see. We'll see if he puts their name in the hat there some time until, uh, until winter comes. Wow. Yeah, because winter is coming. Um, and then... That's when the election's gonna happen, man. Um, so I'm cool. That's exciting to like see how that progresses. Obviously, um, congrats on uh, being commissioned for nine seasons now, or gonna be nine seasons. But a little farewell tour. You get to step up to the podium late um, after the season. Say your farewells. Say your goodbyes. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's been. I I feel right. It's the time. You know. You just know it's time. Do it for a long time. So I'm ready to, you know, be a GM, enjoy, and then like take take the GM media to the next level. You see, we're making progress this summer thanks to you know your help, Major, and Kenny, really making some growth with the articles and Instagram, Twitter, all that. Yeah, you guys have been absolutely crushing it. Just 
every day with the whole breakout series and the articles like yeah you guys have been doing an awesome job staying on top of that and um it's cool to see it's a different different part of gn that you know we haven't really explored yet and to be able to put it out there to the world it's a uh, it's fun it's cool interesting get some cool feedback from it so um yep 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 so let's get into I only transition us into Matrix you know a little alpha but Matrix has big news Hawk almost retired then he unretired he's gonna stay on he's gonna stay on his commission and uh, right now we got in Matrix can Steven Camacho defend the throne yeah I mean there are some very strong teams in Matrix right now Um, I feel like it's almost like the haves and the have-nots. Either you're like in it, you got a chance, or you are just sitting there hoping that uh, hoping that your uh, team can rebuild the right way. But I mean, we see it with the top teams, in my opinion. I think Robbie is a very strong squad to go ahead take the crown. Obviously, Sanders has a um, team as well that's very um, prominent, as well as uh, M Dot. Of course, he is a good squad but um yeah Camacho as well and Zach Evans both those are uh inside of the Hot Boys division which the Hot Boys yeah I hear a lot of good things I hear a lot of big um talk about the Hot Boys all those guys made the playoffs from what I hear Mm -hmm. um but who do you think comes out of there as the uh as the um as a division winner uh I gotta give it to Sanders man this team is just his team's just too loaded, and I believe last year when Major made his uh, post with um, all the or the the power rankings with all the teams inside Guru Nation, I believe uh, Aaron Sanders' Matrix team finished as number one in terms of points scored across the league. And like, I mean, James Conner, Christian McCaffrey, um, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Zach Ertz, Cooper Cup, Cam Newton. Like, come on, man. Like. That's that's just such a sick starting lineup right there. Where, um, yeah, I mean, as long as this guy stay healthy, I think he should. I think he should be all right. And uh, do his thing. But I think I think Robbie is definitely top two for me in terms of just competing total for the the title there. So. Um, what about AK? How much did it cost? He paid it all to get to this uh, this point with his roster. What's AK gonna do? Yeah, I mean, AK is now one of the more interesting squads in the league. With a mix-in, OBJ, Keenan, Lockett, and Sutton. Like, and Russ, I mean, you can't, can't forget Russ. But all the Redskins, all the Bengals, he is, his, his whole entire running back core is comprised of those two backfields on his bench. And he just has his big... He's not deep, man. We'll see what happens with his team. But I think G-Unit's up for grabs for anyone. Um... That's going to be a really tight division, fun one to watch there. Death Row, um, some good squads there. You have uh, Francisco, who has, uh, I believe it, no, whoever Mogul is. Um, I don't know who is. So, well, let's talk briefly about what you did, man, planting the seeds. How do you feel about the seeds? <laughs> the seeds are growing, man, but it's. Uh, I don't think any seeds are going to be sprouting this year. <laughs> um, honestly... <laughs> Uh, when you're rolling into your, your team right now, where your RB1 is Chris Thompson and your RB2 is Rex Burkhead, you know, you can't expect too much. 
can't expect too much. I have a two. Uh, I only have four running backs rostered, so it's really terrible. Um, but yeah, man, it's just it's just a rebuilding phase. It's more about folk. I mean, like tanking in a sense of trying to put my best foot forward every week, but understanding that my team sucks and I'm likely going to end up with, if not the first overall pick, probably top two. So that's kind of my goal is just 2020 when I have eight first-round picks and five second-round picks. To, oh, my God. I can't believe. So you have 13 total picks in the first two rounds. Are you going to have the roster space? Like, do you have 10 guys right now that you can just cut or trade next year? Um, yes and no. I mean, I'm sure some of these guys will. I mean, I have, I'm counting on my fingers right now. There's there's a pretty, I'd say, eight or nine, eight or nine players, maybe even 10 or 11 by the time next year that, like, aren't going to be there. So, obviously, I'm going to trade some of those picks away, but, like, I mean, like, I'm gonna. I plan on utilizing most of them for a, a good young core. So, we'll see. Um, Too good though. You can you stack them up. You can get rid of. You can trade the second round picks for like some good solid players, some veterans. Or you, you can definitely keep the the eight first round picks and just totally have a great crop of rookies. I have four first round picks, so like I'm kind. I'm pretty much in like the same boat as you. But I think my my roster's more more built, but I definitely yeah. only have one running back that I can really say is a workhorse in Joe Mixon, but I'm definitely excited for this 2020 class where like these these guys in the first round are going to be way more talented, way more hype, and just pedigree than 2019. So I'm excited about that, man. Planting the seeds, for sure. The seeds are planted, man. So it'll be fun. Uh, Matrix, like I said, if I win one game, I'm happy. Um, so <laughs> that's the goal, man. Uh, win one game. Um, but yeah, no, there's some really good teams there. Uh, I think it's gonna be fun. Obviously, you have those top teams I mentioned, but I think there's a lot of a lot of interesting like playoff contending teams that really could uh make noise in the playoffs. Have a couple things break their way, and they'll be fine. So, um, yeah, Matrix gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be fun to see how it plays out. Obviously, the big storyline is <coughs> gonna be um. Big storylines. Okay, be can you also on Matrix before we move on to Trinity, break down Dropgate real quick? Like we kind of know what happened, but like you were in the thread, you were in the chat. Like, what's the deal? And like, who was in the wrong? Who who was a suspect? And who you know? Just break it down. Which Dropgate? <laughs> Dropgate just this weekend. This week, but uh, okay. So basically, what happened was Derek had let every single person know that at midnight. I don't know the exact date, but that, that midnight on that day that um, all free agents would lock, or like technically 11.59, after that every single free agent would lock, and um, you wouldn't be able to allow to pick up free agents for um, an X number of time period, and everything was locked because everyone had to cut their rosters down by that time. So basically what happened was um, uh, Hayden Hurst had gotten dropped at... Um, I believe either eleven. I believe it was eleven fifty nine p.m. And then Aaron Kagan at midnight added Hayden Hurst after all players had been locked. Um, so he technically added Hayden Hurst illegally, and he was complaining, saying, "Oh, it should have been midnight." But it's like, no, it specifically said that eleven fifty nine was the last time, and that all players would be locked after that. So um, he ended up giving up a fourth round pick for that. And there's a couple teams that didn't cut down all the way. Um, by that time, so they gave up a couple fifth round picks. So um, it was funny. It was interesting. Wow. Um, AK can never seem to. AK is just 
gets released from jail. Next thing you know, he's back in. He just, <laughs> some, some... He's, a repeat, he's a repeat offender, and he's always doing <laughs> something illegal. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and, then, and then real quick recap what happened with the whole IR gate and uh, the PUP gate, I just think. So basically between what Varian was saying that players on PUP shouldn't be considered IR, so, like, it shouldn't be allowed. But Derek was saying that whatever's on Yahoo should be the same, and then Yahoo actually allowed players on PUP to be on IR, and he's making the argument that it's basically the same thing. Like, I don't see why it was a big deal. It's a very minuscule thing to worry about, but, I mean, at the end of the day, like, that's just basically what a rant boiled down to was... PUP versus IR, should they be allowed on there and should they not? And in the day, PUP is allowed on IR, so that's uh. That's so you're on you're on D Hog's side. Yeah. I guess in a way, like what what kind of off season has it been for him as a commissioner? From what you've seen, because you've got to see you've got to see how he handles all the conversations and the disagreements. Dude, what do you think? He's literally an unpaid babysitter. Is what he is. He's just he's 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 working for free right now. <laughs> That's what he is. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Like, between all of AK's shenanigans with uh, adding players early and adding players late and just adding all these players and whatever, like, in between adding rookies and dropping rookies, it's just. I I and I I I do not wish to be in a position to where you have to deal with that constantly. So um, respect that. Respect <laughs> but it's that to not Diyak just AK, right? Like it's all the characters, it's or like a the portion of the characters. Yeah, it's just like it's a lot. Like and it's stuff that, like, like he shouldn't have to deal with, but he does, and he and he's graceful with it, and he. he, he he does he does a great job i just i have to throw i have to throw some he does a great job handling it all and um i mean he's just a commissioner guys he's literally just a commissioner doing his thing i mean he's he's always looking for the benefit of the league so yeah i could see why he wanted to step down but at the end of the day like i'm glad he's still our commissioner and uh he's uh he's he's moving forward with it so hopefully next off season it's a totally different ball game but uh i mean uh we don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out. <laughs> he's like, I mean, you say he's the, uh, he's an unpaid babysitter. I totally agree. I don't know how he's been able to handle it all with, you know, pretty much so much professionalism. <laughs> it's the, he's handling the, the Vegas of GN. It never sleeps <laughs> with you guys in Matrix. It really doesn't. He's like, dude, he's like so. doing volunteer work that he like didn't necessarily signed up for. Like he signed up like on the sheet for the volunteer work, but he didn't sign up for that specific like duty. It's like it's like you're going at like a food bank whatnot, and you're like you sign up to to like package up like the the cans or whatever. And next thing you know, you're like making like PB and jelly sandwiches. Like I didn't sign up for this, but like. I don't know. <laughs> I would say for me, now that it's been so long with Alpha, it's like the same guys and, you know, everything is just like on schedule. Not saying that Matrix isn't, but it's just a different thing. I'm like a manager of a senior citizen's home. Yeah. It's not yeah. that crazy, but yeah, you still have crazy. your issues, but it's like 
the senior system, so like everybody's more like lax about it because they like, know walks too it fast. should work. You're like, whoa, 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 what's going on over here? <laughs> so let's move on now to Trinity, dude. So Trinity. York, everything seems to be good there. With dude, let's talk about the trade though. Like, we haven't talked about this trade. Let's talk about the Sony Michelle for the Sean McCoy trade. Mind you, mind oh, you, yeah. mind you. For perspective, this trade was happened happened after Lashawn McCoy got cut and before any news or anything whatsoever had linked um, Kansas City to Lashawn McCoy. So like, obviously, can like Lashawn McCoy going to Kansas City was best case scenario and it made this trade look at least somewhat manageable. But like, but like I don't know. Like that was the big news in Trinity. Trinity's kind of been, like, low-key. It's been, like, everyone, like, knows what they're doing. Like, everyone's, like, understands the rules. Everyone's heading into their second year. It's, like, I mean, there's not really too much drama. People people are making moves. People are bettering their teams. It's just whatever. But, like, yeah, that trade's been, like, the biggest thing to happen. I think it's funny. I, I voiced my opinion about it in GN. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, because well, you think about it, now you look at it and you say, okay, it's, it's better. It seems more... Even with, you know, Shady McCoy being in a high-powered Kansas City offense, being back with Andy Reid, in Dynasty formats, how long is he going to be in Kansas City doing that? Will he be doing that in 2020? Will he be producing? And we still have to see it this year. But long-term, you like Sony Michelle, you know, where he's at. Yeah, I mean, you have to. I mean, Sony Michelle's just a great player. Like, they spent a first-round pick on him. He's a great player out of Georgia. He was great as a runner last year at the Patriots. Like, if he can evolve into three, like if they can utilize him in the passing game, I don't think there's anything that's stopping him from being a top twelve running back. Um, if he does, if he they utilize him in the passing game, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just upside versus risk. Like it just all just scorchingly tilts into to the Sony Michelle side. There, it's like, yeah, I just. Yeah. You know, Kenny Kenny Stevens was just like licking his chops when he saw that offer. Oh my God, Kenny! <laughs> Kenny must have like had to do like a triple take. He must have had to look at his computer, refresh it multiple times. Like he must, he probably like accepted it on like three different web browsers just to make sure that the trade went through. Like <laughs> he was, he. he <laughs> I just want to like he was trying. He was trying to explain to me what it what it felt like, but I just I want to inside his body right when that happened and what he saw because he must have just been because the Sean McCoy is a guy he was trying to get rid of for for like over a year now like he's been literally just trying to dump McCoy for like for like picks or like really anything and it's just like to get like that type of asset for him right when he gets cut like unreal like unreal and Kenny's a good team and like all Kenny needed was like an extra like player like he was getting thin at running back with Melvin Gordon um gone so like that just that's just a massive boost to kenny's team who was a pretty solid squad last year hmm. well how about josh aaron josh how did you do with his big old haul remember you know getting all those first round picks yeah so his team's really on the come up um i would say him and um him and um him and gosh what can him and uh miguel are the two uh the two storylines, like those, they were two of the worst teams last year. I believe Josh finished with the third worst record, and Miguel finished with the worst record. Miguel has now went from worst record to now top three, and Josh has been top bottom, 
three to maybe like I think he's definitely a playoff team. I wouldn't go as far to say top five yet, but I'm not shocked whatsoever if he does jump there. He just still has a bunch of young players that are like still like kind of evolving, like his tight end position. Um, he has like he has like Hawkinson and Goddard, which like those guys could do something. Um, but yeah, um, I think his team's like really good now, and he also lost Luck, so that obviously is a a big thing, Josh. But Jake, like, just just hear hear this hear this running back core real quick. He all he had last year was Nick Chubb and Marcus Murphy. Those are literally his two running backs. Now he has Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, and Miles Sanders. So he has four running backs, but like the three best rookie running backs and Nick Chubb. Like, that's nice. And then just his receiver core, Cooks, Robinson, Samuel, DK, um, James Washington, uh, Allen Robinson, Christian Kirk. Like, dude, it's nice. It's a really nice squad. So in a matter of uh, one draft class these teams can be turned around, but you really have to stack some picks, some big-time picks. 100%. So, yeah, basically what we're looking at in Trinity right now, I'd say there's a pretty pretty solid top three. I'd, I mean, selfishly, I'd like to say that my team is, like, head and shoulders the favorite, but I do think Miguel's team is, like, Miguel's team's up there, and obviously I can't throw shade at my boy, uh, my boy MDOT, who, uh, who is the champion? So, uh, yeah, the he's Mister and still. Is yeah. he going to repeat? This is a big question. Yeah, so that's the big matchup week one is the champ versus so like the top, the top two teams in terms of uh, points scored uh, last year, battling it out in the same division. So Mike and I week one, at least uh, quarter he's second. Quarter. So uh, we're gonna rock it. Wow, wow, wow. Do you see it? Do you see it being you versus M. Dot? Wow, I could see it. I could see it, man. Um, dude, yeah, my squad's freaking disgusting. If I can get some, as long as I stay healthy at running back, I should be a shoe-in for playoffs. And I think Mike's as well. Mike, Mike's solid, too, because Mike has McCaffrey, Williams, like, guys, like, like yeah, he has some running backs. So, uh... Wow. He's good, man. That that's really the thing is like it's more like there's the top teams. There's a lot of interesting teams like John Trinnell is an interesting team. Terrence is an interesting team. Like all these teams like really interesting. Kenny, of course, obviously an interesting team um, with Michelle now. So I like I like his team as well. Major Mahomes, obviously doing his thing. Um, so there's a lot of teams that could definitely like are definitely battling it out. But I would say like right now it's like kind of top heavy in terms of, like the the top teams. And then from there, it's like literally like anyone in any given week could take out anyone. So I'm really excited to see like how it plays out, um, how Miguel and Aaron bounce back from there, how Kenny can um, bounce back from some of the adversities hit with some of his teams. Mike going back on that repeat. John has an interesting squad bouncing back with some guys. Yada obviously trading away um, AB, and he's getting some nice uh, influx of talent there. So. There's a lot of storylines to follow. I think the storylines more so for Trinity are going to start to um, evolve as the season progresses instead of, like, knowing, like, ahead of time what the storyline's going to be. But I think that's going to be the fun part with Trinity is, like, seeing how it all plays out and seeing uh, which teams really start to emerge there. I love it. I love it. All right, last but not least, Omega the Birth. Here we go. The beginning, it begins for Omega, season one. It begins, man, and I think it's funny that Mike probably 
is facing the best team in in the like the best team like one of the top teams in the league in each of his first week so he's facing Aaron Sanders who in my opinion is the best in Matrix week one he's facing myself and Trinity who I believe is the best there and then I think Mike has the best team in Omega but outside of Mike I think Bobby probably has the best team and who he's facing week one so it's just funny to see um, Mike just having the most grueling of schedules to start off the bat um, in all three in all three leagues so um, yeah Mike's, Mike's team's nice Bobby's team is very nice. Bobby set his team up to not only compete this year, but compete in the future, and I thought he did a very good job of getting young talent and adding it to his roster. He traded away some picks in the future to make it happen, but I think his team's really set up nicely. So I like his team. I like Mike's team a lot. Um, Joe's team's interesting. Um, Perennial's team is interesting. Um... A lot of these, like, you know, with a startup, like, a lot of these teams, it's really up in the air. It's really up. Like, all these teams are very even because we're all coming out with a draft. Um, not too many trades are made. No one's really in a, like, rebuilding sense right now. No one's, like, super, like, um, all in right now. You get a mix of you get a mix of all that between all the teams. So I think that's the fun part with Omega is, like, is, like, even more so than Trinity, you're really going to start to see some teams really start to develop, and we're going to immediately know within the first four weeks who the top teams are, who the teams are in the future that we're going to really start to worry about, and who the teams right now that just are really going to start competing. But that's the, that's the awesome thing about Omega is, like, we're really going to see this thing start to take off. And I think there's a good, like, there's a very, I would say only maybe a couple that, like, w I wouldn't put in a bracket of who could take home the championship this year. I think it's really, like, that close between all the teams. And, um, yeah, depth and injuries are going to play a major role in that. Well, tell me about the divisions. Do you, what, what do divisions go by? Like, what are they called? Is there a theme? They're the quarterbacks. Curious. Quarterbacks. So you got the three M's. You got Manning, Montana, wow. and you got Marino. And then, of course... You had to get the goat in there, which of course Kenny is in the Brady division, so um, <laughs> had to. But, so it's basically the Hall of Fame or the goat QBs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All these QBs, and you got the division matchups. Um, week one, Marino division is gonna be a. It's gonna be a Mike, Derek, Bobby. And Maldish Camino. I'm sorry, I don't know all the names. I know all the names. I don't know all the team names to the names. Um, but in the Montana division, um, you have, um, I believe that's Alex, myself, Perneal, and um, I think that's my, uh, Mike's boy Chris is in that league. Manning, you have um, um, Lands, Joe Spitta, Cody. And I don't know his team since Jay Popek. Um, but whoever Jay Popek is in Manning. Brady, you got um Kenny, my boy Nick, you got Philip, and then Yen Yen, who I has an alter ego as well. So um yeah, so the divisions are interesting. Divisions be cool. We're gonna see who the top division is coming up soon. My bet would be Marino, because I already mentioned that you have Mike and you have Bobby playing each other week one, but they're in the same division as well, so that's probably my early favorite for best division there. 
Um, but I do think Montana, Montana, is gonna be it's gonna be nice as well. So, um, wow, a lot of storylines there. Storylines will evolve. Trinity Omega obviously be in the newer leagues. Um, we're really gonna start to see some more storylines emerge there. So I'm excited for that. And it's gonna be fun, man. Definitely, I'm super excited, especially for those last those last two leagues because I feel like it takes a couple of years and now. Um, Trinity goes into 2019, really going to see it pop off. So, and then Omega already, like, I like the activity. Um, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, Lons or Lance, yeah. but I like him. You know, he's really enthusiastic. He's into it. And, um, yeah, man. <laughs> it is going to be really fun, too. Like, that's the thing. It's like all these guys are really getting engaged and they're starting to do their thing. Um, so it's fun, man. It's a fun time of year. Like, dude, like I can't even stress enough. Like it's literally game day. I know as we're talking now in Arizona, Pacific time, it is now past midnight. It is officially game day <laughs> as we are talking now. Um, so it's amazing. Um, I'm fired up the for it. The season is here. It I, is here, dude. I need it's your, I need your bull prediction real quick. I need, uh, I need your alpha champion right now. Who is it? Oh, man. Alpha champion. <sighs> this is tough. You ask me right now, on paper, I want to go with Mike Medeiros. Wow, Medeiros. Back-to-back number one picks. Back-to-back number one picks. He's built this team now. Saquon Barley, Saquon Barkley, excuse me, James Conner, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, um, Carson Wentz is quarterback. He got a really strong team. You know, those that's just the core that I'm talking about. He's got a and Mike Williams who he's been waiting on. So the two number one picks definitely helped. His other other draft picks have helped. And what he started with, you know, he hasn't trade he hasn't been super trade crazy, so he's kept the core pieces from, you know, the inaugural dynasty draft. So I think he could do it. I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. That's amazing. That's gonna be interesting to see. Madero's coming up from the from the, the non-playoffs back-to-back years to now potentially winning it all. So, I also need yep. a little prediction from you. Who's winning the Super Bowl this year? Super Bowl. Ah, man, this is a tough one. But uh, let's see. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots did it again. Wow. <laughs> I just like I'm I'm too stuck. I'm too used to it. Like who who else do you think could could take him down? Like no matter what people say about Tom Brady's age, that's just a a well oiled machine every year. Who do you think? I wasn't gonna say Colts until freaking luck went down, but um, oh yeah, you did. You were all about so, that. So yeah, Sanders and I actually had a podcast where. Um, this is in the archives actually it has not been released yet um, but we we talked about the Colts we talked about Andrew Luck and him potentially being an MVP candidate and the Colts potentially being Super Bowl winners like it was all there and then once we saw the Luck thing went down it's just like it was just bad timing so um, I may actually release that as kind of like a, um, an intriguing like what if kind of podcast for everyone to listen to but um, yeah, it was, uh, we were both on the Colts, and 
So right now he's he's heartbroken, man. Know, Luck is his guy. He loves him. I know. So he loves I, him so much. He wrote a great article about him. I like know. he really put in a lot of work on that, you know, know. for uh, draft diamonds. So, but it is what it is, man. It happens part of the game. Right. And we also have bets, multiple of bets with AK on the Cardinals wins the season over four and a half, over under four and a half, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do we feel, man? How do we feel? Great, I, I, I I went with you. I never make bets I don't feel good about, so uh, <laughs> Alright, we'll see. We'll see about them cards. Yeah, so I'm excited about that one. Um, yeah, my Super Bowl pick this year would be, uh, I'm going to say the Eagles. I think the Eagles are just loaded top to bottom. Offense is filthy. Wentz, the receiving core is nice. Alshon, Deshaun Jackson, J.J. Arcega, Whiteside. Sne- sneaky little guy there. I think he could, he could really do uh, some solid things as the season progresses. Goddard and Ertz, obviously, there. And then you have a top three offensive line in the game. Um, getting Drafting Dillard is just insane to me. Um, their offense is loaded um, at every single aspect of it. Their defense is sick as well, man. Like, their defense is it's not losing pieces. It's uh, it's pretty solid, but I think their offense is really going to be the... Be the no, it's all about Carson Wentz staying healthy, you know? That's what it's about. Yeah, true. They don't have foals anymore. They don't have the backup option, so... Um, yes, yeah, assuming exactly. all, the Eagles are my pick um, this year to take home the Lombardi. Well, GN, you guys made it this far. Happy... NFL opening day. Happy opening day. Wake up. Happy opening day. Bears, Packers. Beginning of week one. Being alive and well again. We're here. We did it. Somewhere, AK is hitting the ball. (laughs) We made it. We've made it, my friends. Along this long... Did you see his two-minute Facebook Live where he just roasts G-Unit or Nihal and Spinner? Oh, he loves roasting G-Unit. But the thing is, is G-Unit actually <laughs> his said, or is it That Nihal's? 3K is mine. That 3K is mine. I hope you guys paid up. Wow. How much weed do you think you would buy with that 3K? How the heck is do he buying? Do you think buy 3K worth of weed? Oh, he doesn't have to buy, but he's definitely going <laughs> to, you know... I don't know. I buy more merchandise related to it. I don't know. Wow. I, he won the t- <laughs> I can't imagine, dude. I can't imagine. And he was ready, dude, if if um, Diog really retired. Diog really went through with that season. AK said he told me he would run, and he says he already got Hawk's approval via the Facebook Live. Wow. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he said he was ready to go. That's just absolutely insane. Insanity. Anyways. Oh, man. Let's do it, though. Here it is. We're here now, guys. All right, GN. We are peacing out. It is officially 3.08 in the morning out here in Boston, so I got to gotta go uh, hit the hay, wake up, jacked up for football tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> catch you guys later. Um, have a good one, Salute. GN. Peace.